Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Hello everybody, I'm John Hindorf and this is a Real World Road Test from Radio Show Limited's network of channels. And our subject today is the i30 five-door hatchback from Hyundai. And this is the 1.4 petrol engine in SE Premium Spec. Real World Road Tests. The i30 is a very important car for Hyundai. Uh, not least for us motorsport fans because it provides the base model for its uh, TCR Challenger and also, therefore, the same underpinnings as the Veloster TCR that we see in IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge competition as well because that's basically the same underneath. It's also Hyundai's entry into or representation, should I say, into a very, very cluttered part of the marketplace. Uh, B stroke C segment cars. Uh, What we're talking about there is Focus, Golf, Astra, Peugeot 208, possibly even 308 uh, as well. That kind of straddles. Cars are getting so much bigger nowadays, it's difficult to know where they fall. That, as I say, is a very competitive part of the marketplace. So what have Hyundai done to make this car stand out? Well, the frontal styling is very much of the brand now with a big, bold grille. This one being the SA Premium has uh, some bright work around that and the now almost ubiquitous headlights that fold back or push back into the top of the the wings by the front wheels there everyone seems to want to have their own identity with dear notice lights hyundai have done something quite sensible and clever in that theirs aren't part of the headlight unit they actually sit where the fog lights are where air intakes would be for us motorsport fans going into the brakes so down and to the edges and actually it works quite well although the lower down it does mean it's a quite distinctive look from the front end of the car passion uh, Uh, pedestrian safety means that like many other cars the front of the car uh, comes down into uh, a sort of a snout and and falls down uh, and that means that to get the clearance over the top of the engine Hyundai again like many other manufacturers had to be a bit clever about how they make the bonnet shape now what they've done is made a little buttress from the air pillar here uh, and to give the the height at the windscreen side of the bonnet and then that tails away the nice design line into the front end of the car and just disappears by the front edge uh, of the bonnet there's a splitter of sorts on the front down low on the the valance and the egg crate style grill i think really sets this car off this is a darkish gray color set off uh, in this Top of the range SE uh, premium with uh, a nice set of dark grey and uh, silver uh, alloys. 17 inch they are. I'll tell you now that the car rides very well on that. There's no need for anything bigger. But the wheels do uh, 
certainly fill the wheel arches sitting on the Michelin tyres. Down the side of the car, side mirrors, which automatically fold in when you lock the car, and as that one's just done there, automatically pop out again because this is a proper proximity key for this i30. The styling along the side, well, again, we've got a design line which starts just on the headlight and runs the whole length of the car at about two inches below the window line, just slightly tailing away at the end. It is a five-door hatchback. It's uh, quite a conservative design, shall I say, in terms of, of what's in this segment at the moment. Um, certainly as we get round to the rear three-quarters, very reminiscent of a, a Peugeot or some of the new Vauxhalls and Opels, obviously now also very much influenced by Peugeot design and sitting on Peugeot platforms or at least the next versions uh, will be uh, so it, it's not groundbreaking in that respect but neither is it anything that you would look at and go oh I don't really like that uh, it, it's actually a very nice compact and uh, it's a design that flows within the car itself and I, I suppose really that's the point of this car it, it's meant to show Hyundai as a player in this marketplace. So, two doors down the side, one very, uh, I've used the word conservative, but very standard looking final window. The third window down the side, we've seen with Mazdas, haven't we? The arrow head, one or two others trying to induce some movement into the rear three quarter panel. Not so here, it's just a, a nice swoosh in there. Uh, very traditional in some respects. Now let's go around to the back of the car because in this category of car, luggage space is all important. Up goes the hatchback. In the back there, without the seats down, more than adequate. There's a uh, run flat tyre, excuse me, a uh, small spare tyre in there, not a full size uh, in there underneath, but at least you do get a spare tyre and a jack and all the bits and pieces. Nice hard boot floor that you can pull out and uh, brush down if you require. And the thing that I love is those two back seats, split 60-40, fold absolutely flat. Now that I always think is very important and Hyundai have nailed that. And much as our road test on the Santa Fe, their big SUV, this solid parcel shelf, when you take it off, if you folded the seats flat in particular, they will slide, it will slide down and store in front of the back seats folded down, provided you've got the front seats pulled a little bit forward and it doesn't even interfere with your view through the rear view mirror. That's a clever piece of design. Remember on the Santa Fe, it fits into a gap in the floor, which I think is absolutely genius. So... As I say, possibly a little bit traditional in its, in its bodywork design, but beautifully designed in terms of the thoughtfulness. Now, back door. You know me and back seats. What I like to see is a nice wide opening back door and an ease of entrance and exit for those people who perhaps aren't as sprightly as they used to be. This i30 scores on both accounts. The wheel arch does not intrude into the door opening at all. There's no kink in it or anything, which means 
that I can climb in and out very simply indeed. The rear seats sit up nice and high and are extremely comfortable. Cutouts in the hard backs of the front seats mean that I am now sitting in behind me and I have a good inch and a half, two inches between my knees and the front seats. And because Hyundai haven't gone for the coupe styling of so many of their rivals, the headroom in the back is extraordinary. No need for a cutout in the roof lining. Again, a good couple of inches between me and the roof. And as you know, I'm long of body, short of leg. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, this SE Premium uh, has uh, part leather, actually not leather, but looks like leather. So uh, part leather, fine for vegans, and part uh, cloth seats all around. And it's a pretty nice place to be. Three headrests in the back and, of course, the seat belts the c pillar of the car is a long way back and that last little window does make a difference but i'm not looking at the c pillar i'm looking out of quite a long side window in the side door so sitting in the back isn't at all claustrophobic because i'm up above the height of the two front seat passengers and i've got plenty of room uh, for my elbows and plenty of light coming in from the sides could you carry three people from Land's End to John O'Groats the length of the UK? No. Well, you could, but you wouldn't want to. But it's more than adequate for five people once in a while and certainly well good enough for four adults. By the way, talking about luggage, with the seats down, we had all of that space used. It's very good usable space. Uh, bringing all of the Christmas decorations back to Hindhoff Towers and surprisingly to me, and I think to the responsible adult, more the responsible adult, she didn't think everything would uh, go in there and it swallowed it all up with room to spare and we were able to go and do some shopping as well. So well done to Hyundai for actually making all of that space very sensible and very usable. Right, let's get into the driver's seat. Hyundai, one of the manufacturers who now have a little welcome sound, which you probably heard there. All right, this is an automatic. It's the 1.4 turbo petrol engine, just under 150 horsepower. Doesn't sound a lot. Uh, three driving modes, standard, sport and eco. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've been driving it around in eco uh, and it works perfectly well. The difference between eco and normal normal and sport is noticeable in terms of the throttle response and in sport the car is sprightly and uh, pretty uh, interesting if not desperately exciting in terms of its uh, performance but I don't think this car is built for that I tell you what I have noticed though that in sport when you do push on and it has got the option of uh, locking it into um, a manual version of the DCT uh, transmission, so it, it acts like uh, a, a manual, although, of course, that's programmed in. It's stepped through the DCT. Uh, so with the paddles and in sport, the chassis is outstanding. No other wonder this makes a good, uh, a good uh, TCR base because the base car itself, even in this being a luxury spec rather than a sporting spec remember there is the n uh, for 
those of us who prefer our driving uh, a little more exhilarating. But I think the platform is absolutely brilliant and more than adequate for a car of this type really takes me back to the early days of Peugeot's in the UK with 205s and the excesses and the GTIs. And I had a 309 XS, which was the um, sort of hatchback with a, a notch rather than the 205, which was the, the straight hatchback. It wasn't quite a saloon. But it does remind me a bit of that in the way that it's very direct. The steering, beautifully weighted uh, on all the drive settings. Nice leather-bound not real leather for those vegans. And that is actually quite important nowadays. It's artificial leather used all the way around, but it feels good. The girth of the steering wheel is also good. It's got a nice grip to it. And the way the c- controls uh, are laid out on the multifunction steering wheel, absolutely excellent. There's a lot on there, but it's all where your thumb is, all ergonomically sensible, and it's all the stuff that you would want to use on here. If by that I mean things like heater controls and fan and aircon, that's all in the centre console on the dashboard. You have got one of these stick up screens now that I always think looks like an afterthought, if I'm honest. It's it's not just Hyundai who do this, but I know that that's the fashion nowadays. But it looks like somebody's balanced a tablet on the dashboard, and, and I'm not sure that's the best bit of design. That is a touchscreen, unlike some other manufacturers who've decided to go away from it. But again, it is beautifully uh, simple in this, the controls that are on there, and a nice mix of touch, keys, and rotary dials, uh, rotary knobs on there. The centre console itself going down with USB with a touchless charging point or a um, proximity charging point. Standard 12-volt outlet. That's all can be covered up so you can leave your phone in there out of prying eyes. Down past the gear lever, which has the heated seat controls on. And by the way, the most efficient heated seats ever. And in a cold UK December, never more than number one on there i dare say that number three you could probably cook your breakfast on if number one is anything to go by brilliant stuff your drive mode park senses uh, start stuff on start stop on and off button there electric handbrake and an auto hold switch alongside the two cup holders and then a handy elbow level center console with another set of power points in there Everything neat, tidy, exactly where you'd expect it to be. What I didn't expect on this Hyundai i30 is the amount of tech and kit that's on it. LED headlights with an automatic function. The lane uh, discipline control, which actually takes control of the car and gently moves it to keep it in the centre of the in the centre of the lane, uh, people are calling that now at level two autonomous driving. It doesn't have radar controlled cruise control, but it does have a cruise control or a speed limiter. Also has blind spot assistance. All of those not buried deep in menus, which I know my co- colleague Jeremy Shaw hates it when he gets into a higher car and he can't find how to turn those off. Um, and I know what he means. Sometimes it's not appropriate to have that. Uh, these are on very easy to see 
keys, buttons again, just on the right-hand side of the steering wheel. Traction control on and off there, which also you can take off the stability all the way off as well, should you want to do that, as well as a headlamp height control and the panel light control as well for the brightness of the lights. Now, I mention that because I think it's really important that if you're going to have tech on a car... It's great, and I understand why they do that for Euro NCAP and, and all of those things to get the five stars. But also, you've got to accept that there are times when people don't want to use that, and burying that deep in 10 or 12 clicks of a menu just simply isn't practical. So well done, Hyundai, for not doing that. The driving position uh, with electric seat for the driver, uh, which is front, back, up, down and tilt, as well as tilt on the backrest as well. I found a, a driving position very easily. The steering wheel goes in and out and up and down. There are a couple of stalks on the steering wheel, which at first sight look extremely complicated, but actually are not. And basically the headlamps... Uh, and the wipers I live in auto all the time and the car does the rest uh, you've got fog lamps front and rear which are controllable from there also your indicators you can program your indicators which I quite like to flash uh, once three times or five times when you just give them a blip for changing lanes which is a nice touch I suppose uh, then you've got the wiper controls including the rear wipe uh, on the back very good wipe pattern on the windscreen wipers. Maybe I'm getting of an age where that's important to me, but I've always liked clean windows. They are uh, irregularly shaped uh, windscreen wipers, one longer than the other. But the amount of sweep that you get on the windscreen means that even as a passenger, you get a really good look forward and you're not looking through that little triangle of dirt that is often in front of you on cars nowadays. Right, let's fire it up. Not that you'll really know that because the engine is very quiet indeed and uh, nice to have the option of a petrol engine in a car at this size nowadays. Uh, 1.4 four-cylinder turbo slotted into drive and uh, let's just pull away. Now we're in the normal driving situation at the moment. And uh, the car riding very well on these 17-inch wheels and tyre combinations. The thing that you get immediately in this Hyundai i30 Premium SE is, for a small car, very good body control, very good build quality. And it's called Premium, and you've got to say, it's got a pretty good Premium feel. One or two of the bits of plastic uh, are when you reach out to them are maybe just a, a little bit harsh but not the top of the dashboard that's got a nice soft feel top of the doors maybe just a little bit hard but when you come down to where you rest your arm that's got a softer more premium feel to it steering wheel great feel gear shift selector great feel and even the paddles which move with the steering wheel although they're plastic rather than an anodized piece of metal they are beautifully designed and the one on the right hand side that shifts up has a 
positive bulge on the back the one on the left where you shift down has a little concave spot on it and the shaping on them lovely everything feels good every button that you touch feels good the piano black around the sat nav looks good the air conditioning works brilliantly well and the heating controls are simple but effective what more do you want from a car like this uh, actually nothing at all what this says to me is that Hyundai have really done their homework. This is very much a European car, but a world car. The i30 is sold all over the place, and it's one of their biggest sellers. Interestingly, a few years ago, Hyundai decided to withdraw from selling cars in Japan because they felt they would never be able to crack very much a closed market and they've concentrated on the rest of the world and they have brought their products into line with what consumers want worldwide i think this is a cracking piece of kit retails it depending on the spec and there are a few options around about twenty-five thousand pounds in the uk which seems a lot to me for a car of this size until i look at the opposition and realize they're all around about uh, that sort of area and in fact if you go to the top of the range can you really believe you can spend £30,000 on a Ford Focus at the top of the range well actually yes you can nowadays so it's a car that in terms of its exterior styling won't necessarily in this particular guise be the most exciting no you need the i30N for that the more sporty car but in terms of how it has been thought out and what it delivers in its driving experience in the room inside and by the way the amount of storage areas inside brilliant it's clearly been designed with having a family or more than just one person in it for the most of the 556 miles that we've done We've had two or three adults in this car with luggage in the back and it's returned in that time 43 and a half miles to the gallon on standard unleaded petrol. It's not bad, is it? It sits at motorway speeds on the cruise control without any issues at all. Keeps up with traffic. If I have one small criticism, the DCT gearbox tends to hunt a little bit around about the 60 to 65 miles an hour which is the area where you're going to be cruising in between 6th and 7th so what I've been doing is knocking it directly into the manual part and forcing it to steer in 7th gear it's a minor minor criticism and it really hasn't detracted at all from the driving experience and the time that we've had with this Hyundai i30N SE Premium. But the lasting impression that I have about this i30 is just how good the chassis is. Easily handle some more horsepower and I can't wait to get my hands on the i30N and that's just going to be so much fun. So come on, Hyundai, what are you waiting for?
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.